0: Mom, by the way,
1: it says we- your mom believes in Santa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are live. <laughs> we are live. We're already having fun. Christmas. Is here. You would think we had eggnog at eleven o'clock in the morning, but I haven't started yet. I am Renee, small cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome people hire great talent. This is breaking into cybersecurity. CISO Thursdays on Christmas Eve. James Azar. Go for it. James Alex Azar. He officially. James Alex now. Azar.
1: Yeah, if if only. Um, good morning. Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, the ornament. <laughs> I'm the ornament here tree, Renee. You are. <laughs> And I just love James's sweater because the only part we can see is your mom, which is is really an insult. (laughs) Just your mom.
0: (laughs) I, I was on this live last night and I was like, I have the ugliest sweater, guys. I had an ugly sweater on last night, but I was like, this one is especially ugly for this show. So today, Christmas Eve, we are bringing cheer and excitement and um, positivity. It's going to be another Ask Me Anything. Um, And let's jump into it. There's some comments on on here already. My friend Tondi, she's laughing at me.
1: (laughs) 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 You did go all out, though. Renee, you seriously went all out. It's it's magnificent.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. So I give you guys a tip here. <laughs> it's in
1: tar-
2: it's in Target, <laughs> and it so- doubles as a Halloween costume, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally, totally. Just
1: don't wear that and like go to the woods. <laughs>
2: <I just> <laughs> love- <laughs>
0: I don't and, even know how long and, we and to, to, answer, this.
1: And to answer Naomi's thing about my sweater. So, my sweater says your mom, and then it says believes in Santa.
2: Yeah, you should you clarify just, that. Yeah. You can't see it,
1: but, okay, but yeah. your mom believes in Santa. But it's your mom with a picture of Santa. How bad can it be? <laughs> it's either your mom kisses yeah. Santa, likes Santa, loves I mean, Santa. All
2: kinds of different things.
1: <laughs> What's important is your mom appreciates Santa. <laughs>
2: But we have imaginations, James. Like, we know we can fill in the blank underneath that. we are grown up here, James. <laughs> this is not the pre-
0: not Your even mom, pre- fill not in the, the blank.
1: Place. Best comment. Let's see.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fill in the blank. Oh my God. Love the outfits. If anybody has an ugly sweater, put it on. Tell us, we will send you the link, and you can join us too for the festivities. Come on the show. Come on the show. That's what we did. We did, we
1: did this too early. You know, we should have like postponed this to like m- 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 by an hour, so I can have a scotch and not feel guilty for having a scotch at eleven a.m.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's twelve o'clock somewhere.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 twelve o'clock in places I don't want to be, like Europe, <laughs> right? Like I love America. Like this is where I want to be. It needs to be twelve o'clock in America. Okay, to so guess
0: what? All right, let's do this next. Are we on next week? Are we back next we, week?
1: We are on next week, New as Year's far Eve? as I know. New Year's Eve. Yeah,
0: so we'll bump it a little bit later, and everyone bring your champagne and I don't know what else, and a and a New Year's Eve hat or something.
1: What's a New that? Year's? What's a New Year's Eve hat?
0: I don't know. So the the little spark. Actually, I have one.
1: You have a sparkler? Like, like little, a little like,
0: sparkle thing. I have some things for the kids. A little crown that says Happy New Year. The glasses. Come on, James. You go yeah, to anything go that
2: celebrates the end of this year is yes. appropriate. Like, Just put anything on your head that just says, get me out. I,
0: I, wish,
1: I wish I could show you um, my um, um, the uh, Happy New Year banner I have for the podcast. But you'll have to wait a week. It's really good. Ooh. I was working on it this morning.
0: Danielle has to join us. Danielle, make sure you're here next week. 2021 hat. I'd love to see oh, Danielle. Sure. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Bring her on. You have to come on. Meet her. Uh, it's four PM in the UK. Have a <laughs> scotch. Who <laughs> is that? <laughs> Let me go over here and see who that is.
3: It's
1: four PM in the UK. Have a scotch. Um I, I would. I definitely would. But I, I'm, I'm afraid of the implications of, you know, the time difference between Georgia and the UK. Start drinking at 11 a.m., people are going to start to think I have an alcohol problem.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Terrence is here. All our people are here. John is here. Andy is here. Alvin. Hey, Alvin. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. You guys, if you're wearing a Christmas sweater, come on the show. You'll get a link. Come on the show. We are here trying to bring
1: Jill- Everyone's like in their pajamas right now, just like <laughs> laying in bed on their phone going like, I slept <laughs> in today. I ain't got a Christmas sweater.
0: <laughs> I got nothing. Bring your Christmas PJs. Christmas anything.
1: Well, here's the thing about Christmas PJs, though. Um, it's it's, it's problematic because some Christmas PJs like, you know, just are like Halloween costumes.
0: That's fine. Just come, you know. (laughs) What if you just wear a robe? What if your Christmas PJs is just a robe? That works.
1: You want robe with taco meat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can wrap up real close. (laughs) We just want to see your face. Are we talking about anything cyber security? <laughs> I
1: don't think we should talk cyber. Listen, I, I will sum this up all at once. The last two weeks have been a crapshoot of just one thing after the other, of people guessing, of narrative. All of a sudden, cyber became extremely political. We can't even get people to agree on what's going on. So in the spirit of Christmas, if we want to talk about cyber, we can talk about the post that Naomi put out, which would just agitate me. And I turn into, remember Jack, uh, Jack, what what was the guy's name? The really angry comedian that would always drink a scotch. Um, Black, something black. Someone knows this.
2: Not Jack Black.
1: Black. No, no, no. no. There was a comedian like like a decade ago. The guy would be on stage with a cigarette and a scotch, and his entire c- comedic act was he would read like a headline and just be like, ah, and like, <laughs> WTF? Um, it just go crazy, yeah. Yeah, and he, he, like, like your post yesterday, Naomi had me like on edge. I'm like, oh, I'm okay,
0: sorry. yeah. I was just, I was, I was like, mad at you, so oh, I'm not I didn't it, even post to it because I was just like, if I post, it's going to be this long, so I'm not g- <laughs> <it's> going to be.
1: <laughs> well, like it's it's really agitating because, um you know, quite frankly, I know we should never we should never dox anyone, but that should have been like you should have put the name of the people who did that.
2: Well, uh, well, no, I didn't want to give away the person I was talking to, although. I'm pretty sure you can figure it out, but uh, the the college itself you can Google it. So if you Google it's there, Somebody it is. It and then shirt. here's the thing I found out. I only just Googled this like yesterday. So I remember the conversation I had with the person. I was like, you know, I wonder if he's actually learning anything. And so when I googled the program, and then I found this whole thing. That's when I got really angry, and that that was the hot take. So by the way, the
1: com- by the way, the comedian is Lewis Black. Oh, I know ooh, people are commenting now. on the side yeah. like. Andrew yeah. Dice Clay or Jack Andrew Black. Dice Black. Dice. No, it's, 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 it's Somebody uh,
0: Ron White.
1: Yeah. Ron White also does the same thing. There's a few like old school comedians that would pour a scotch and a cigar or, a, you know, and just sit there and, and just really like deliver honest commentary. That's just funny. I grew up on that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. So and yeah, now we
2: have your angry uncles uh, arguing politics over <sighs> dinner. Angry. Well,
1: luckily I'm Jewish. So no angry uncles tonight for me. Um, <laughs> And the beauty of Hanukkah is we don't get together with like uncles. Like
2: <laughs> we don't like our uncles. <laughs> like, like no uncles. No
1: uncles. Yeah. But you
2: are wearing a Christmas sweater, so today you are not Jewish.
1: So That's today, right. no, I am I am not Jewish. My daughter is is obviously celebrating Christmas because her mom's Christian. So to uh to my daughter, and you know, she's she I got this sweater just for her. And it yeah. says your mom believes in Santa so that sure, way she knows God, so. that her mom believes in sienna <laughs> <teenage> <laughs> uh, <as, as>, uh, <laughs> i want i want to shelter someone like i want to do an experiment right and i want to take someone and i want to shelter them and i want them to believe that the easter bunny and santa are real and i want to keep that until they're 18 and then at 18 break that bubble and see what happens
0: okay, good luck with that one I'm trying to get my nine-year-old not to tell the six-year-old. Like, he's so much like, Santa's coming, right? Santa's going to bring this stuff. He's coming for this. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> and the nine-year-old's like dying to tell him, like, don't. don't so so come are
1: are you putting out cookies, milk, hand sanitizer, and a mask for Santa? Yes, this year?
2: All, all of it. <laughs> and like a temperature checker. Yeah. The whole thing. was like that a visitor's thing. log.
1: <laughs> Let us know all the houses you've been at, Santa, in the
0: last 24 hours. Contact tracing. Exactly. Don't touch anything, <laughs> leave the stuff at the door. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Reginald says, What do you mean Santa's not real? Exactly. Ooh.
1: Yeah, Reginald, he, he is real. He's yeah. overweight. He apparently Fauci vaccinated Santa. <laughs> That's a <laughs> real he thing. He's
2: high risk group. He's like hundreds of years old. And he's right? overweight. And, he's, yeah. and, he's overweight. He's and he, too. And he travels things.
1: on a sleigh with reindeers yeah. in the cold.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? In going, the cold. In the, exactly. going into it's, random. Does a
2: lot of heavy labor. Yeah. yeah.
1: And goes into random people's houses.
2: That's true. Yeah, random yeah, houses high risk.
1: High risk.
0: But hopefully they're all asleep when he gets there and uh they're breathing in their in their bedrooms and not in <laughs> where the Christmas tree is, so he can drop off the gifts. Oh, Danielle's here. She has an ugly sweater. Okay, Danielle, Yay. Link coming. Woo-hoo. Yay, more ugly sweaters. More ugly sweaters. More ugly sweaters. So if anyone doesn't know what um uh Naomi's comments were about yesterday.
2: Why don't we talk about it? Are you sure? I don't want to get Alex angry. There, angry. Uh, Alex.
1: I'm gonna I mean, have to go get a scotch. Up. I, I was, out. I
2: was angry. <laughs> when, I was angry when I posted it, but then I realized, like, the more people commented, I feel really bad now. When the people are like, "I took that course. I thought it was great." I'm like, "Okay, I get it." Like, some people are gonna really pay fourteen thousand dollars for this course. So, by the way, this post was, I, f- my, I have a mentor or mentee, uh, I remember having a conversation with him a while ago about his program. And I was like, oh, well, let me look it up. Let me just see what it's about. And so when I looked it up, I was like, well, this does not look legit. It was literally like a headline that said, become a cybersecurity professional in 24 weeks. And then underneath were bullet points of things that you can get online for free. And it uses things like Kali Linux, Metasploit, like all these like open source things that you can just download. And I was like, who would pay 14000 for this? So I literally just copied I took a screenshot of it and I wrote my thing and then I got like hundreds of comments and some of some of the people were or like oh I took this course I think it was great which is good because some some people do need that discipline and that follow-up and the accountability like I get it but a majority of the people especially well-established c-level security folks they're like you do not need this this is a rip-off you know and so there's both sides of it and I could see and it's just frustrating as somebody who mentors people that like they're asking for this kind of stuff. Like what program should I take? What search should I get? And, and here I am like, well, I don't even know what's good. And so I can't I can't even offer you a recommendation because I don't know what is out there. So that was my first foray into like researching these boot camps. Honestly, it was like the first time I've ever done it. And then I was appalled at what I saw. And if you guys Google right now, become a cybersecurity professional in 24 weeks, you'll see it's actually run by a third party called, I think, Trilogy. And they go through, like, different universities. It's not just this Ivy League university. It's, It's like a bunch of others. So now here I am as a hiring manager, like, completely overthinking this. I'm like, well, the people that I might hire in the future might have this boot camp on their resume. And now I have to go and look to see if it's legit or not. Like, it's just super stressful and overwhelming. I don't know how you feel, guys.
0: It's unfortunate, I think. I mean, this is one of the areas that I have seen so many people show up in my inbox when, and not only boot camps for $24,000, which, you know, if you, are I saw, I read some of the comments on there, and if you are, you know, an executive or a leader or whatever, you're trying to pivot, and, and that's, and you have that kind of money to drop on something like that, you know, go for it. But for the the junior people who are really trying to break in, people on the ground, you um, it just frustrates me because, you know, some of this stuff I totally see them being taken advantage of. Um, and so many people show up in my inbox, even with de- act- this is a boot camp. So actual degree programs that they've taken and they've spent, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand mm-hmm. $40,000 on. And then they come out and they still cannot get an opportunity. And it's it, it blows my mind. And I feel so bad for folks and it part of me thought about yesterday i was like i've had over the last i want to say five or six years so many people come with the various degree programs most likely not boot camps because they asked me to naomi mm-hmm. you know what boot camps do you recommend and i was like i can't recommend any exactly. because i you know from all i can see is that these boot camp the boot camp leaders or the boot camp um Uh, the the career services bootcamp people show up in my inbox asking Mm -hmm. how we can get their people placed, which if you have run in a bootcamp, shouldn't you have like partnerships with organizations that will swipe, that will take your bootcamp people? Um, It's unbelievable to me that, you know, these things are out here, but I know they have a target. You know, they probably are looking at like executives, people who can kind of jump in, I guess. But I mean, there's so many programs um, that provide similar um, for n- next to nothing, or you know, a full mm-hmm. degree at Western Governors is like five. Gr- like you know, I've heard
2: good things, like, things about WGU. I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've
0: heard really, really positive things. You get the certifications with the degrees. I mean, I've heard really, really positive mm-hmm. things, and it's and it's um and it's a like one third or one <laughs> one quarter of the cost of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Georgia Tech, which is, you know, a well
2: now. Yes. yeah, Southern Georgia University, yeah, 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 because they are James is loving
0: Georgia right now. Just... Georgia Tech has an awesome program. I think for ten thousand, I think the whole um, system... it's a master's program. Okay,
1: okay, it's a master's program that teaches you nothing about cybersecurity. It's a cybersecurity program that gives you no keyboard experience and teaches you about compliance. It's a oh, GRC God. program.
2: Oh, oh no. Oh, wow.
0: That's why that I went text? like don't
1: don't oh, yeah, don't
0: talk about like, like,
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> can people just like can we stop? Hey Danielle.
0: Hey, Danielle.
1: Hey, Danielle. Nice so, sweater. Look at that. Awesome
0: Look sweater. at that okay. cool can sweater. On brogue. On
2: brogue. <laughs> 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 I love that. No, let's put you up here. <laughs> put it on the front. Please oh, it. <laughs> 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 you can make him talk. <laughs> That well, here's like awesome. back to Jason's point like this we don't know as as hiring managers that we don't know the differences between all these different programs and we're just gonna come at it with skepticism because that's our natural personality anyway. so if someone says we have a master's degree from so, so, so and so on we're like oh okay so so
1: can I can I, can I say the elephant in the room because here, here's here's my challenge with all these big universities that are doing cyber programs okay you have these universities that we look at and and hiring, you know, not Naomi and myself, the people who are uh, in HR, when they get a resume, they'll see Western Governor University and they'll be like, what's that? Right. While we could value the program, they look at it and go, but here's a guy from Georgia Tech mm-hmm. or here's a guy from MIT or here's a bunch of people from all these all these bigger Ivy League schools. They're probably more qualified for the job simply because of the school they went to. Name, Yeah. Right. And you have these boot camps that are being run by these name brands for 15 grand or 20 grand or 25 grand. That's just like, how, how, like, I'm sorry to say this, I'm a capitalist, but there are some parts of me where this is one of those things where you can't be one or the other. You just got to be a human being and reasonable. People that are trying to make a career switch, people that are uh, working their way up in the world. They, they go to take on a hundred thousand, fifty thousand dollars worth of debt worth of debt. They go to school, they study only to take a 30, 40, 50 grand a year job at an entry level, right Where they still live in mom and dad's basement or they live with a bunch of roommates and can't start their lives. right? Because they got to pay back their student loans. And then they want to get into a field which is created difficult by more bureaucratic and organizational dysfunction and we sit around and we go well you know like the, we we have to be better as a community and as people in in kind of calling this stuff out and and reaching out to the people who make these programs and going like like we've got a coalition that just doesn't agree with what you're doing and we need to address it Ooh. and and we don't mind your your program but you're not allowing anyone, you're not making it affordable for people because someone's going to pay you 15 grand to go be an analyst for 60 or 70.
0: Well, that's what happened with a lot of the um, some legal programs, some law programs a few years ago because people were spending all this money in law school and then coming out and they couldn't get jobs. And so obviously you got lawyers, so, they're <laughs> so <laughs> there's a big, there's a big like, thing. Go ahead. I, I, I,
1: you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go see one of these $5,000 programs and I want to go do a partnership with them and I want to take it myself Ooh. and I want to log it and talk about it every single day yeah. and I want to share what it looks like and then I want to put it out there for the world to see. I'll do it live. So if you have any connections to like WG, like to Western Governors University or any program that is under five thousand dollars, that's the key. It's got to be under five grand, right? Because I think five grand is um, affordable enough for anyone who wants to break into cyber. That's less than ten percent of what you you stand to earn. Having completed this program at an entry level role at 60 grand or 50 grand, a okay. Year.
2: Okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah,
0: okay.
1: I think that's that's a fair ratio, yeah, right? Yeah, you can borrow five grand from your parents, you can uh crowdfund, you can do all kinds of stuff, and I'll do it.
0: Ozzie, you're okay. not hearing us, Ozzy's saying no sound, but I can hear everyone,
4: yeah,
2: Danielle. Yeah, you, you can hear us, right? I can they
1: hear have, you guys. I want yeah, to know what Danielle's
2: no thinking now.
5: Yeah, Danielle, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Danielle? Well, I'm honestly trying to get my, going to go for my master's degree, but I'm looking at different colleges right now, trying to figure out which one is the most affordable and which one will get me the best experience. I was looking at Norwich's program, Bay Path's program, because those are the two schools I've been to already, but also Western Governors University. And
0: yeah.
2: I, yeah. Is it just the price that's the the number one thing you're looking for right now in terms of requirements, no, or do you have other things too?
5: I have other things too, but price is definitely one of the main factors. Just, well, because I don't want to spend wants- more than twenty thousand dollars on a master's degree.
1: But I think you should find a role in a company that'll give you tuition reimbursement to go for your master's.
5: Yeah. That's right, really I'm having the hardest time finding finding anything in cybersecurity.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: that's the sad part about all of this. You know, like people are the 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 couple of organizations that I've seen, or the couple of universities that I've seen that they the students could seem to like immediately get plucked out of those programs. Are um, Penn State has one, um, Drexel. And I was very impressed by the young man that came on and talked about Drexel's program. And what he shared was that for Drexel, they have, and they've been doing this for over 100 years, they have a... Oh, their they, internship have, program. they have an internship and they have a um, co-op program. So you go to school for six months and then they partner with all these organizations and you work for six months and then you go back to school for six months and you work for six months. So by the time you have your four year undergraduate degree, you have about two years of experience, real hands-on experience in organizations they've been partnering with for years. Um, the person who had been on the podcast, I think he, was at a a major bank, like one of these banking institutions. um, And he went back like maybe two or three times to that bank. And then he he had also had experience elsewhere. So by the time you get out, you know, you have like an internship baked in, you have some experience, you know what you're doing. And those people automatically get pulled into programs. And so More colleges, I mean, I don't understand when, you know, when it's the medical field, like you have internships and externships. So people get experience like every everybody asks for the experience, but it's like the programs don't want to, for some weird, strange reason,
2: don't want to bake in experience into the program. My school did that too. Stevens Institute of Technology. We have a co-op program and we have our ROI is the same as... Stanford, MIT, like all those big name schools, Stevens has the best graduation rate, the best job offers, like it's insane. And I joined that because of it. But right. I didn't join the co-op program, but everyone I know got internships over the summer. Everything and we did, person. we did not put on our butt, we did not watch Netflix, like we went to work.
3: Correct. 40 hours a week.
2: Exactly. So I it's started at 18. Like that was It's how fascinating. we all I mean, I went to NYU
0: and our program, you just everybody had an internship like it boggles my mind when i'm like okay so where's internships and they're like we don't have one i'm like what about your career services department and they're like they're not helping it just makes me shake my head like i don't
1: you know in some in some places it's extremely difficult to um career services to find people with jobs and that's and that's I, I'm going to say that's pre-COVID, because I saw several studies that talked about some universities that have great programs, but because of their geographical location, right they're great schools, but there's not a lot of businesses around. so you can't get a job placement within an hour of where you go to school. So you end up having the- a, you, you end up having to look somewhere else.
0: Yeah. I mean, now that things are remote, especially in cybersecurity especially in this field, um, there should be more of that. Like now everything, you can be nationwide. You can, just like how these all these universities are remote, the jobs are remote, the internship pro- pro- um, program should be remote. Like to me, there is no excuse for not partnering. Universities that are out here that have, are taking people's money left and right and making people spend all of this money should in good conscience, to James's point, be partnering with organizations. You should be getting a return on your investment. You put this money in and this time and this effort. A lot of the people doing this have day jobs, have all other kinds of stuff. Like This is not potentially... OK, mom and dad just, you know, drop $70,000 on me. These are people who are working, you know, mm-hmm. they're putting their hard-earned money into this, trying to break in. And part of that is how we started this podcast, because I kept getting people like that that were like, oh, I went to this program. And James, they didn't know what the difference was between a GRC and, a, you know, like, if they're coming mm-hmm. from the outside in, that's another challenge. They don't know. And they're just being sold. And it's just frustrating to me. And preach. You, preach, Christmas tree. Preach.
1: The, the the wisdom. We'll soap of-
2: box, this is it. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this. Like I feel like we are talking about democratic socialism at this point. We are just it's turning into a political thing. But yeah, education should be free. Other countries have this figured out. We don't saddle well, generations with debt like they don't. So, do it. so
1: but, but other countries also don't have the same level of education, which is why American universities have more people that want to come and study at them than anywhere else in the world. Right. But, but we should, what should be free. And here's where I think when we say free university or free college for everyone, here's what should be free. Um, junior colleges. You should, it's everyone should be entitled to go to junior college and yeah. get a two year certification before yeah. that. And universities shouldn't get tax subsidy hmm. for liberal art degrees.
2: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> learning for the, learning. No, learning for the sake no, of learning. No, learning for the sake of learning. Yeah, a but
1: don't learn for the sake of learn. Borrow 60 grand to learn liberal oh, arts see, at a university yes. to get a degree that no one wants to hire you in. That's and true. then you're trying to pivot at 30 because, well, you got your liberal arts degree. Whoop-de-doo. You're and now no one wants to hire you. And they all become salespeople, right? Exactly. <laughs> they all become. I got my liberal arts degree, so you're like, you went, you got a sixty thousand, you paid sixty grand to get a degree to go become a salesperson that yeah. you could have done for sixty grand less. <laughs> <laughs> so how about we make junior colleges free?
2: I like that yeah. idea. And I think your colleges, colleges like yeah. any
1: private university, mm-hmm. should be a business. Offer degrees that people can go get a job on, offer an ROI, partner with organizations, Mm -hmm. and that's how we should revamp our our education system to to quantify people. And that should start in high school. That should start in middle school. Mm -hmm. I don't understand this whole stuff of like some of the stuff they're teaching kids today. I'm like, what happened to computers? Why aren't we teaching computer science in school? It's
0: ridiculous. And then you want to know like, oh, these other countries can like come and hack us. Like, yeah, that's why. Okay, Mm -hmm. comments, comments, comments. EdX, Terrence keeps talking about this. Terrence, put your ugly sweater on and come on the
2: show. Put him on anyway.
0: Yeah, show. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Let's come and talk about EdX. This sounds good. Terrence is saying here took a month cloud computing course with UMUC for nine hundred dollars, um, hands on lab and writing papers. So a good that's price. Cool. Um, that's a, a really nice good price. price. That's a really nice price. Uh, a couple of things Eric had said earlier. Let me go back tons of comments here. Okay, so Eric said, <laughs> Eric's joking. He's like, it's a tree doing a show. Yes, it is. I'm
2: here. <laughs> Danielle, feel free to chime in anytime. Yeah, uh, chime talk. in anytime. Yeah, guest here. <laughs> we could fit like, uh, what? how many I, guests can we fit in, like 10
5: or something? I, I, I don't want to badmouth my university, but I, no I, I got a degree in, in digital forensics, and where I'm living now, there's no jobs in digital forensics entry level, so it it's more of a it should be more of a master's degree program in digital forensics than it should be a a a, a bachelor's degree in digital forensics. But then again, I didn't go through the entire program. I transferred and and took the the core courses and and got a degree, but.
1: So, so Danielle, I understand your frustration. I wanna, I wanna propose something. To everyone, you just gave me an idea. I wanna propose something. We'll see if everyone who's watching, listening, you know, with us here will agree to do this. I propose that effective January first, everyone who's trying to break into cyber on their um, LinkedIn profile update what they have and what they know how to do, and tag and use the hashtag InfoSec Hire. Okay. And then we all share it within our networks and we go help us get this person hired and I'll share it. Naomi will share it. Renee will share it. We'll get more people to share it. Everyone share it. If you're looking for a job on January 1st, post your profile, right? Saying this is my degree. This is what I do. Make it a paragraph long. This is my core expertise. This is the role I'm looking for remote or within this area where you're willing to be. And, hashtag it infosec hires and let's start something where we're constantly sharing these roles because if you've digital forensics right now is like something every msp and mssp and every Mm -hmm. major vendor is looking for there's no reason why danielle shouldn't have a job by january 30th but i think if we all put our uh uh, if we all just start promoting the people that are looking for this we can break through those, those barriers that exist within, you know, CV sorting. So, so Naomi, what do you say? Are I'm, you down? Doing
2: it. I'm in there's 314,000 unfilled jobs in the United States for cybersecurity. And we need to do a better job. Solar winds is our come to Jesus moment. And yeah. if we don't learn something from this, like we are doing something wrong. If we continue the way we've been doing it, we will have another solar winds and we will continue to have it. But if we reach out, get people, these jobs, give them a leg up, get them in, We will all be better for it. And we are just holding ourselves back by propagating these false narratives that say you need certain degrees and certain backgrounds and certain certs. We are killing ourselves here. Our burnout proves it.
1: All right, I am going on the comment section now. I'm putting the hashtag for everyone to see.
0: So tons of people want to join. Um, Cyber hires? InfoSec hires. Hires. InfoSec hires. Hires. I'm going to post that up here. InfoSec hires. Cool. Should we do it with um, infotech Hires? That's the hash.
1: You post that starting January 1st. I'll share it within my network. I'll tag companies that I know are looking for these folks. We'll tag people in our posts. Mm-hmm. And let's see if we can get 10 people hired by the end of January doing this as a community. Nice. And if we can do that, that's the start Perfect. of what people could do. Exactly. That's what
0: 2021 could be for us. Yeah. that's exactly what it is. So Kritika wants to know how does a non-engineer break into CISO in marketing or business strategy? I'm thinking she's think she's saying security maybe in marketing or business tra- strategy.
1: Uh I- I don't fully understand this question. If if she doesn't mind reposting it.
0: Yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. Reginald says, I just looked into WGU after Perscolis. I'm going to take a look. Perscolis is another awesome free program. Reginald, if you want to hop on, I'm sending out the links in two- a couple seconds, guys. I know a couple of you said that you want to um, join. I think Perscolis
2: only limits you to the location of their, their it classes. It is. So That's weird. Hard. Yeah,
5: right Tech now, talent and I don't. South says the same thing. Which hmm. one? Tech Talent South.
0: Tech Talent South. Okay, I know Perscolus is in New York. It's in, um, uh, DC, and I don't know where else. If Tandy's still Tech here, Tandy, chime in, because I know Tandy used to work at Scholis and help hmm. people um, get through the get through that pipeline. Um, and we had a number of people come on during October, and they talked about this program, and every single one of those people got jobs. Somewhere at Cap One, somewhere at um, I believe Deloitte. Like again, the partnership, the organization partners with the with you know the school, the boot camp, whatever partners with organizations, and they funnel people in. And there's not this crazy expectation that a person is going to know a ton of stuff. Being a newbie, um, Ozzy says. Good morning and happy Festivus, y'all! Yes, we are festive today. Um, I already posted that one. Eric Williams says, school grade certifications or even rough skills really reveal true talent. Talent is revealed by creativity, persistence, and passion. Say well said. and fostered by curiosity. Amen, Amen. Eric Williams.
2: Bring them bring him on, Eric. Eric, come, come on, on, we're come on, sending on, you the link too.
0: Sansa Ray says, preach. When James was preaching earlier, we were in church. <laughs> <laughs> this is Shady Dave saying, oh, my God, y'all in the sweaters.
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, if Dave, Dave is still watching Dave,
0: still watching,
1: Dave just Dave just completed, I think it was like 23 years in the military. Oh. And he just got a really big promotion. So congratulations, Woo. Dave. Merry Christmas Woo-hoo. to you and your family. Man. Thank you for your service and everything you do That's for awesome. our country.
2: That is awesome. We're, we're grateful. General, general now.
1: He's not a general, but oh. he is... He has reached a very, very—it's—it's um, it's a huge milestone. I Ooh. forgot what it is, and I don't want to butcher it. It was exactly. earlier this month, and um, but but well done to Dave, and and I'm glad that we have people like Dave in our federal government.
2: Fantastic. We now for the space force,
1: so. I, I want know. him. To, I'd love for him to be the general of space force. Like, <laughs> could you imagine Dave as general of space force?
2: General Guardian Space Force.
1: We're launching a bunch of Python Red Team tools to take down the spaceship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Terence, I am sending you the link right now. I know Nancy wants the link too. I'm sending it. I'm sending it. So, there
1: and, you go. And and David is CW4. So, so he's he's a what chief warrant officer. It's a, it, we'll we'll have to bring him on to explain it. Okay. I don't want to butcher I it.
5: I my own horn. I just recently lost 100 pounds <gasps> Yay!
0: Danielle. Yay, well done, Daniel. Okay, Ozzy says Drexel D- J- WGU Capella. I don't know about Capella. Are universities I've heard of that have good cyber curricula? I definitely heard of the first two. I don't know about Capella.
2: I want uh, something where I, like like just rank different courses and and boot camps and stuff. Like I'm I'm just gonna go in and just see what these are all about and just give them my hot t- my hot takes. Be like, this is the best one I could see. This is the next best one, and here's some that you should stay away from. Totally. I think we'll get something out of it. Um, James, that's a great point about location, when he was talking
0: about locations earlier. Um, oh, did we answer? Sanceret wants to know, why why aren't there more cyber internships?
2: Because cybersecurity teams are too busy to teach and mentor. Like, when I did that whole analysis of LinkedIn post, job posts, there's like a thousand of them. Only two of those thousands were an internship, too. It's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous,
0: and we cannot continue to blame this on being busy. Like we'll be busy for the next hundred years if we don't get every people every, the every,
1: every job is busy, right? right? I, I don't see anyone like not busy. I think the challenge with internships and cyber is also the idea of qualifications, right? You've got to be able to understand who you're bringing in. By the way, the most common internships that people people always look to like do an internship. They'll be like, "Hey, James, how do I get an internship at a big brand?" And I'm like, "Why are you looking at a big brand? Go to a vendor."
0: Small companies. And, Go to and-
1: vendors. Vendor vendors always have internships. Like if you're in Georgia, SecureWorks has internships. Um, if you're trying to be an analyst or or or, or 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 stuff like that, there's a bunch of companies here that all are cybersecurity vendors that would love to have you for an internship. Yeah, but people are looking to like go do an internship at a bank, and I'm like, that's going to be a little bit more difficult because of compliance and regulation and and stuff that that has to do with it.
0: Well, internship banks do banks tend to have big internship programs, but the thing is, and this is from somebody who worked on internship programs and put together internship programs from soup to nuts. um, Usually, an organization partners partnership, 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 partners with a university or two or three, and they tend to do outreach to that university. So what ends up happening, and this is another reason why I think people should always, when you're looking at, when you're looking at a university program in order to get a job, because I know some people go to school for all types of various reasons, but if you're looking to a university program or boot camp or any of that stuff, The very first question I would want to know is where do your graduates end up working? When they get out of school, how long does it take them to get a job and where do they go work and Mm -hmm. what percentage of the people leave your program and go directly into a job, period, point blank. If they Mm -hmm. cannot answer that question for you, move on. Mm -hmm. because You do not want to sit in a situation and be paying all this money when, you know, maybe you know, I believe maybe school, whatever named school has a great um, I don't know, some other program. And they place people, but their cyber program doesn't place people. You know, you really, really want to know like where are these people getting jobs and how soon after they uh you graduate are you going to get a job and what the starting salaries are. Information. They yeah, have med
2: school, do this kind of stuff, right? They do all the time. Yeah.
0: Period. Point. Like, mm-hmm. I worked in banks, all the big, a lot, not all, but some big banks in New York City. We partner with certain schools. Some of the schools were, and um, one organization I worked at, we partnered with a school called Baruch, which is a um, CUNY school, which is a, a local, kind of low-cost, um, public institution in New York City. Um, and they had re- they have a really good program, but it's not expensive. Um, and we partnered with this school uh, at that time. I was hiring accountants and people like business business people with business majors, things like that. And so we went directly to the school and we went and we said, "Hey, we want to bring in accountants. We want to bring in. We want these interns. We want to bring in 25 interns or 30 or whatever the number was. We want them to funnel into the organization. We went around within the organization as the HR people." hey, chief you know, accounting officer, how many interns do you want? How many people, how, what do you need? What's your, this is your pipeline. We had those discussions. We went to IT. Hey, CIO, which one of your groups needs internship? You know, we need to get this pipeline going. Like they do this in organizations. So the organizations partner with certain universities. So folks, you really, really, really want to be asking those questions. When you go to these universities, where are you placing your people? Where? They can't give you an answer. On to next. Hmm. Okay, so I sent some, I sent some links out. Um, Eric says I will take a stab at cybersecurity internship issues. I was facilitating an internship at a federal program, and the issue was clearances. Um,
1: that's government.
0: Yeah, that's the government situation. Um, but you know what? I've also the folks that were on la- last night from Federal Career Connection. They were on last night, Eric, and they were talking about, we specifically talked about federal internships. CISA has one right now. You don't need a clearance. I think you need to be clearable, um, but where would you get an, a, a clearance from if you're a student? And what the what the young lady told us last night, Julie, um, Julie Broadway, she said that she started as an intern, um, Another lady who was on the, the month before, the Federal Career Connection folks that were on the month before, that person had started as an intern. So the federal government does have internships. I, I don't know the, the, the intricacies of them. And from what these folks said, and they're the experts, they said that those um, internship programs are, uh, they, will, they will allow people without
2: clearances. I so was in a- Monterey. That was my first, my, one of my first ones. I had a secret clearance and I worked for the US Army. Cool. Out of out of Fort, <laughs> the DoD uh, sponsored us. So awesome. So
0: Eric, yeah. yeah, talk to us about this. Um, they,
5: they didn't look like they were all remote positions. They looked like they were mostly in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, Florida.
0: Yes, those the ones that assist, I think they were in like three different locations. Yeah. So I mean, the federal government stuff, especially with some of the clearances and things like that, I don't believe that they are going to be as many 100% remote ones, but I, I believe it was IBM or what was I reading? One of these large insurance companies, they didn't, they, they kept their remote internship program. I think they had dozens, if not up to a hundred interns. Um, and they were talking about the best practices of doing it remotely because they were like, look, this is the way life is right now. We don't know when it's going to go back to whatever normal will be. And so they kept their internship program. Um Okay, so Lincoln says, I agree with Terrence. EdX has partnerships with lots of very good institutions. The programs are very good. So I just sent out um, a link to Terrence. So Terrence, let me know that you got the link and um, come on and let's talk about this. Every says, the federal entity and contract company were reluctant about sponsoring internships due to the ephemeral nature of the relationship. So... I guess with the contract company, definitely there's question marks. But I think direct to federal, um, you know, is not as big of an issue. Clearances are another roadblock. Yeah. I mean, federal stuff, yes. But there's a lot of positions you can get that are not clearance. You don't need a clearance. Hey, Eric, I can see clearance being an issue, but what about learning about compliance and policies versus hacking and pen testing? Anybody want to take that on?
1: So... I mean we, we need both roles right so I, I was speaking to someone last week or this week I can't remember when um who who was transitioning out of the military and had i think you know 20 some odd years of leadership experience in the military and they wanted to go and they were thinking about starting in a pen testing role like just a basic analyst role and I was like you're 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 losing all your uniqueness and you're going to be overqualified you're probably going to get uh, a bunch of hiring managers saying we can't bring you to work with a bunch of twenty-four-year-olds, right, or twenty-two-year-olds that are red teamers. You know, when you're when you're in your mid-forties and you were running squadrons across the world in military operations. <laughs> but but he was. I, I mean, I encouraged him to learn the basics so he knows this stuff. But compliance and policies require people who are structured. And require a set of uh, uh, skills that a lot of military people possess, which is order, which is what goes when processes and procedures, and so forth. And so there's there's learning compliance and policies is just as important as knowing, you know, pen testing or threat intel or anything like that, because that's, th- that's the legal part of cyber. And that's the baseline of cyber's compliance and policies writing. I mean, that's... You know, I, I don't know. I don't know about Naomi, but documentation isn't my strong suit. But I realize that if I don't, if I don't, if I don't get good at documentation, I can't be a good sysad. Right.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I like to have templates, right? There's there's plenty of good templates out there and fill in the blanks. So I don't like writing documentation. I don't know anyone who really does. But um, yeah, it is important. We need everyone.
5: Doing documentation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Danielle. It's all about documenting absolutely everything in digital forensics. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have, you have to log times and, and everything. It's, it's, it's document everything.
0: Krithika, she followed up. I meant what qualifications and certifications might be beneficial for a marketing or strategy related job in cybersecurity?
1: Well, if you, uh, I think that's more community you know than than anything else right um I don't know that I I don't know that you need a cert to market cyber but you do need to understand what buzzwords and what marketing tactics to not use so being part of groups or just following people and and and, and engaging might give you a little bit better than anything but that's just my humble opinion
0: so Oh my god! I lost track of all these comments. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna start from the bottom. Goodness gracious! Okay, being cleared isn't all as cracked up to be. I don't know who said that. That's Dave. That's Dave. That's Dave. for sure, Dave. 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 Oh, Terrence is joining. Woohoo! Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. What's going on? You're <laughs> here. Hello, hello, here. hello. hello. Let's hear sweater. Yeah. Do you have a sweater?
3: Well, no, not exactly. Right, um, okay. One from the 80s, remember. Uh,
0: that's cool. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it.
3: <laughs> so
0: tell us about edX.
3: So edX is, um, it's a link that links all these different educational uh, schools and academia. You can take some courses that are for free, or you can pay, I forget, it's, it's called something student, but you can pay for a program. For instance, I did the MicroMasters. UMUC program. It's a master certificate in uh, cloud computing. It's a series of four classes. Um, you actually go up into AWS, and you know you launch an instance, you launch your own web page, you uh, it, so you you get a lot of hands-on uh, experience um, in this program, and so it's definitely paid off because I'm a CISO uh, for the Defense Security Technology Administration excuse me, Defense Technology Security Administration, and we're actually going through a cloud migration. Although it's not AWS, it's Microsoft. However, that hands-on experience has definitely helped me out to understand that cloud computing environment. So even if you're a person who doesn't have a significant amount of experience, for those that are trying to break into cybersecurity, that is a very good starting point to look for a source of uh, information for whatever avenue you want to go in cybersecurity. Basically, it's
1: great advice.
3: Yeah, awesome. so it it, def, it it definitely is, you know. And one of the other things too, and I'm not sure if you are um, the uh, DoD CIO. Uh, obviously, there's the 8570, the workforce uh, certifications, right, where you have the uh, information assurance technicians uh, levels one through three, and then an IAM levels one, two, three, they're actually developing something new, um, that they're pushing out. And when it's coming out, I'm not exactly sure, but what it'll do is, is it'll open it, uh, up, um, jobs in uh, government jobs where you're not pigeonholed into, you know, like specifically just your security clearance, but it'll allow you, if you have like a degree from a university or you have a certificate program that's, that's aligned with that work specialty, Um, It'll be more easier. It'll be a little more easier for you to get your foot in the door, even in contracting jobs, uh, support for the government.
0: Okay, awesome. Thanks for that. Good, good info, Eric Terrence. (laughs) I'm looking at all. that. That's
1: great. That's that's absolutely brilliant info because the federal government needs as much talent as possible um, in its arsenal of people, um, especially early on. I was speaking to uh, uh, yesterday, I was on a call with the former general out of Israel, and he was talking about how they've built a cycle of a thousand new cybersecurity professionals entering the work field every single year in Israel. And it's essentially because there's mandatory service there, they get a thousand new people that enter the cyber core of 8200 every single year. And then every year another thousand transition out and go into the private sector.
0: Yeah.
1: And then those those thousand people either go into the private sector or stay in government and move to different branches of government.
0: Right.
1: And so by the the time they're 30 years old though, so think about it, you, you enter the military there at 17, 18, you finish by 2021. And then if you stay in for nine more years, by the time you're 30, You've got twelve years of experience,
0: right? And that's honestly how you create pipelines. Period. Point blank. Yeah, that's it. What's right. the name of that? Joke? And then what's fascinating is that what cracks me up a lot is that people act like this has never been done before, and that other places aren't doing it, and that you know it's like, oh, what? How do we scratch, scratch, scratch our heads? Like, what do we do? How do we do it? This big, you know, challenge. And it's it. A part of me starts to wonder, like, do people really want to problem solve? Like, we've done it before. We're doing it now in Israel. We've done it with all other types of professions. There was a point in time, somebody asked me about last week about um, women in security. I'm like, there was a point in time where there weren't women doctors. There weren't women accountants. There weren't women, all types Mm -hmm. of stuff. (laughs) Now, there's 50% women accountants. Now, there's probably, I don't know what the percentage is of women, you know, female doctors. Like, this stuff has been done. There's no mm-hmm. need to be scratching heads and figuring out how do we get more people? How do we get more Well, talent? the idea
1: is how do you shorten that time frame, All right? right? At so, at so, ha- so, so how do you it's shorten so the time both. frame? Well, so well, Well, you, well, well, you got to build it out. But again, it goes back to our earlier conversation about education, right? We have to start in middle school. We have to start at homes, right? People choose a profession because of, you know, like, there's common stereotypes in America, and I'll use one. And, you know, for example, you know, Asian parents or Indian parents are never happy if their kids aren't going to be doctors or or lawyers, right? If you're not a doctor or a lawyer, mom and dad ain't proud of you, right? But but there's a bunch of other jobs that are very, very qualifying. So it's, it's on us to really also push it from a community perspective to younger kids so you know when i meet an eight year old kid or a nine year old kid and you know you ask them like hey what do you want to do when you grow up and they're like i want to be a fireman i'm like great what's your backup
0: (laughs) 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 but it's true I mean, that's that's why in these other in other cult- cultures, other countries, I think we talked about this a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, we were all here. It's from the nation down. So it's mandated in Israel. This is what you're going to do. Everybody moves through this process in other countries. You know, this is what, you know, in K through 12 or the equivalent of that, this is what the students are learning. This is what they're exposed to. I think Ozzy was on here and Namdi will talk about this because his parents are Nigerian that has, <laughs> his, his, uh, you know. Ozzie no, Ozzy was on, and she said, "My dad said engineer. Um, there was like three options. <laughs> so, so James, to your point, it was like two or three options, and you get to pick one, and then you can do whatever you want to do after this, 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 you know, this funnel. So, um, I know Namdi wanted to ch- chime in.
5: My uh, daughter wants to be a
0: robotics
1: engineer.
5: Awesome! I
1: love it. Awesome. I love it. I think your daughter should be making YouTube right. videos of wanting to be a robotic engineer."
3: James, totally. To James, totally. And also to Renee. So you take Israel, right? Israel is a collective society, right? Unlike the United States, and you can disagree with me. Sometimes the United States may be collective at certain times, and sometimes it's not. It's a me, me, and you get your own type of society. Then it takes people that are on that are live right now that care. That you're individually uh, in the fight in the cybersecurity world to actually make those connections, you know, and and tie people with other people so that they have success to get themselves through the door. Because if if we were a collective society, then the exact framework that James just said would be fit, would fit right into the United States. But guess
1: what? Uh, Terrence, that fits because I'll tell you what, I did the veteran November. Um podcast series where i brought in 30 veterans that have transitioned into infosec.
3: right
1: i didn't care about their background i didn't care where they came from and that was a collective right and that was a bunch of people wanting to help other people and i'll give a shout out to larcy uh robertson who when i said hey this is the project i want to do she reached out to her entire network and had 50 people reach out to me to want to be on the show right right so so we do have a sense of collective And community. I think the challenge we have is that we talk within our own echo chamber and we're not expanding outside. So while we're talking to each other right now, and this is great and we're having an awesome discussion, but if we have this conversation, every single person that's on this live cast, right, with three people that can make an impact within your circle that weren't part of this, so someone that you know that's in HR or in leadership somewhere and so forth, and those three people let that, you plant that seed and you let it resonate and you let that build. Then we're bound to deliver change quicker.
3: Right. Talking a little bit more on a bigger scope, right? That's it. it, It's right. It starts at the center and it builds itself out. But I'm talking collectively. You were talking about Israel as a whole, as a whole entire society. That is different. When you are, you talked about echo chamber, when you're in the echo chamber of cybersecurity, and networking, yes, that's very true. That it, it is, it is correct. right? And and as a matter of fact, um, I joined Renee, uh, Renee, uh, her i, the, I don't know if you call it iPodcast, but the live like I, I found her what probably about nine months ago, right when COVID started. And trust me, people that have been in some of these live podcast podcasts, um, I've reached out to and I've linked them up to try to get them, you know to make sure that they can get the help that they can if they're not happy in the job, if they're trying to break into cybersecurity. So I, uh, trust me, I get it. I'm totally on board and understand. Uh, yeah, I don't know.
4: I have, a, I have a different perspective. I know that.
0: Um, Hold on one second then before you no chime problem. in. I just wanted to say add in that um, I had a couple conversations with some of the folks in the, um, I, uh, was it this administration? It may still have been. May have been this administration. I can't remember if it's this administration or the last one. Um, and they were talking about at the time discussions around having uh, a cyber academy that's that would be equivalent to a like a point or an Air Force Academy or something like that, and creating um, creating an academy so that you could funnel young people through so that they would start to get that pipeline of students or young cadets and stuff coming out. Um, but I'm not sure if what happened to it um, or where it went, but I thought that was a one a great pipeline to kind of funnel people in just like they do through the Air Force Academy and through the Naval Academy and all the other academies and create like a cyber academy. Um and I feel like it was the end of the Obama administration. So,
1: so so, that actually almost did go into place because DHS and NSA have cyber centers of excellence with universities, right? Where they essentially um, have you go into school and study for four years, complete a degree and get a cer- certain level of expertise. And then you go and you do your service, um, and, and work within those departments. So you can work within DHS or CISA or NSA or or, or all that. There's a bunch of universities that are like NSA center of excellence, like their mm-hmm. NSA DHS center of excellence. Yeah, I right. think that was, I think based on what you're saying, what you're describing is essentially that concept that's now in a lot of different universities across the country.
0: Okay, cool. Danielle's got to go. Bye Danielle.
1: Bye Danielle. Uh,
0: Terrence, you. Are you taking off too? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Bye guys. Hey hi guys bye, bye terrence
1: merry christmas merry man merry take care
0: christmas. okay nandy's
4: up hey how, how's everyone merry uh merry christmas, I have, christmas oh, I, have, I have yeah i have the ugly i try to find something i don't have a sweater so i put an ugly shawl on i think i borrowed it from my wife
3: so, <laughs> i hope she's not watching we have
4: a we have a good support system so
2: this this is is I, i'm gonna
4: hop on to the show i need something so um I, I think it's a great discussion by the way i was listening to it so i went to hop in um i think it's not just a cyber problem it's a technology problem in a sense that um it's about having zero experience and want to get into technology so it happens that you know because of the the recent news cyber is the the the, the number one thing we've been talking about a lot of people want to come into it um what i don't see a lot and i and it and it, and it disheartens me professional organizations, I, I always say this, right? Um, I'm, I'm personally part of various um, professional organizations that do, we do research projects. And there's only, in, in those groups, there are only people that are professionals there, you know, people that are in their career at various firms and stuff. I don't see students. And no one's going to tell a student, no, you can't be here, as long as you're willing to do work, add in. I mean, that goes for open source projects, that goes for professional orgs. And it's a great way to get experience it's a great way to network with people that have that are in various firms right and it's really about networking and at that point you know they're not saying you know hire me hire me but they're working with you now for a couple of months throughout the semester you're you're being you're you're adding on to the project you're getting recognition for your resume you're meeting new contacts i mean i i, I think it's a segue that that i rarely see um college students using or or college or people with uh that are trying to get into technology i mean there's various cyber projects from i mean in in the cloud security alliance i've been a part of for like a couple of years now various working groups from blockchain to quantum to you know you name it and then there's various other ones and it's just something that i don't see and, and i think it's a it's really a hack to 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 volunteer if you if you can't get a fancy internship what are your thoughts yeah well definitely we you
0: know we We've been having these conversations to talk about that. Um, the volunteering, I think who was on from the organization SSA, I believe. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Jeremy can't remember his name, but somebody came on and talked about the power of volunteering. There was a young lady who was on, who also was a part of a a professional organization. I think it was ISSA again in North Carolina area, and that's how she got her first job. Nice. Um, So... Yeah, we talk, you know, it's definitely something that comes up often, but to your point, I don't think a lot of uh, students maybe fully understand how being part of some of these organizations can help really propel them into um, immediate or relatively quickly into opportunities.
4: I mean, even existing professionals, right? Like we're, we're working right now on the DLT framework. It's a security paper we're working with um, and various um, firms. I think the DTCC is sponsoring it and it's an ongoing effort, right? If you don't, uh, you might not have experience with a certain technology like blockchain, but something you're interested in. Now you get to be part of a work group, you get to contribute, you get to constantly um, be around that. And it goes for, for various things from cloud to application security to whatever you want to do. Um, and that's just one group. Like I said, there's countless groups. Like you mentioned one, there's various ones. And, the, the, you know, I, I'm basically a fan of them. And what I just don't see is I don't see people, everyone I see there, they're currently well into their career. I don't see people outside of it. And I'm I'm always wondering, like, this is an easy hack. Like just, you know,
0: so. Right. Why aren't newbies in there?
4: Yeah, so, why not? I mean, get in there, folks. I even advise people still and they just never never come so I don't you know I don't yeah. get
0: it I don't know um Charles Merry Christmas great people thank you for the great insight I'm trying to get to all the questions cuz there were a couple more questions folks it's 12:10 though do you have time there's a couple more questions in here
1: It's Christmas Eve and I'm okay, Jewish, right. so I've literally got no, I've got all the time in the world. Wow, love
0: it. So um, Again, I'm going to post this up again, it's hashtag InfoSecHire. So January 1, James is saying we are all going to collectively share your, uh, your information with our networks and kind of blast you out there, and I'm super excited to be doing this. Um, we got to get Justin Jones on this too, because he has a ton of veterans that I think this would this would kind of blow up even some more. Kritika um, says, "Does well, anyone know or have an, have an opinion on cyber marketing professional certification from NICS?" I don't know. I, I, uh, I
1: don't what know. what is uh, so cyber, That's part of CISA.
0: Yeah, Training Search Institute Certified Cyber Marketing Professional. I've hmm. never heard of it
1: before. Well, the federal government is trying to make money, folks. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's an interesting one. I, I, I want to know who in
1: CISA came up with this one. You know what's <laughs> not in the marketplace? What? Marketing professionals for cyber. You know what we're going to do? What? We're going to certify them. Because <laughs> we're the government. We know how to market better than anyone else.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Crazy. By the way,
1: just so you know, in the bill that was vetoed for the bailout, I don't know if you guys went through it line by line. No. The U.S. government spends $1.5 million a year on walking lizards on treadmills. No. Wow. That's serious. It's a line on there. Could you not? We spend $1.5 million a year walking lizards on treadmills. Yes, on treadmills. Mm-hmm. That's, That's part of the $900 billion uh, bailout. Fascinating. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) when I saw that marketing thing, I was like, lizards on treadmills. (laughs) It's like like the image I got in my head.
0: (laughs) When you find out about it, come back on and let us know. That's that's
1: interesting. Yeah, I'm dying to know about that.
0: I totally want to know about this one. Anuj wants to know, hello, everyone. I have a question regarding getting into cybersecurity. I'm two, I guess, two classes shy from completing his master's in IT. Thank you for going for security. Plus, please help me navigate.
1: He's on the right track. Yep. Join a Get professional a org.
0: Join professional orgs. Yeah. Volunteer. Network.
1: Network. Network. Network.
0: Ooh, network. network. Yeah. Be visible.
1: Yeah. Go be part of B sides wherever you live. Yeah. That's a great way That's to a do great
0: that. Great way. B sides is awesome. It's like twenty bucks for a conference, and if I think if you volunteer, it's free. Yeah. Copy Jason Blanchard. Somebody said copy Jason. Jason Blanchard is so awesome. Yes, we will put him in the mix because he has been doing um, these Twitch. uh, um, He's been doing these little lives on Twitch where he helps people find a job like right then and there. Um, And that's something it's very similar to what Justin Jones was doing. So definitely I'm going to make sure that Jason Blanchard is a part of it. Um, I did a week's CISSP bootcamp in the UK. It cost 6,000 no, oh pounds.
4: No. I love
0: learning from the others on the course as well as the tutor. Wow.
4: That's very expensive for that's a CISSP. That's more
0: than fans.
4: I have a CISSP.
1: That's very expensive for CISSP. 6,000
2: No, that's yeah, a bootcamp though.
1: But, but that's in the UK. That was a bootcamp and that's in the UK. Okay. You got to adjust. What's Remember, Like we pay a dollar for a double cheeseburger. They oh. don't.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric says, position description typically asks for digital forensic experience that is only realized when there's actual experience in incident response to a media acquisition is not digital or forensic. So he's talking about what um, Danielle was asking for. And this kind of comment, this type of thing keeps coming up. It's come up a few times in that, you know, the cybersecurity entry level positions, which is what the vast majority of people need um, it's like you're preparing people, you're preparing, you need people at the mid level, um, but we, the schools are not even preparing them for entry level. So it was just, it's just this, it's like you're trying to teach somebody stuff that it's going to take a while for them to get and they need to the experience doing it. So um, I've seen that issue too. Perscolas is also in Atlanta. So anyone in Atlanta, Perscolas is free, folks. F-R-E-E. Six months. Oh, and Reginald is saying it's remote now. So check them out. Perscolas, she she um, mm-hmm. yeah. what, spells it correctly. Um, reach out to them and see how you can get into their program. It is six months full time from what I understand. So 40 hours a week, you cannot have a quote-unquote day job while doing it. Um, but at the end of it, the great thing is they have real partnerships with organizations that have funneled tons of people into... That's awesome. Yeah, they do place their people, and it's free. So it's free, and you get placed. I mean, if you have the six months, they somewhere to go. That's not um, bad. What's a good free program in getting certification and getting experience as a new graduate?
4: Um, I have a free program. Um, AWS Educate.
0: Is that the one through... Um, and it's, yeah, it, 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 AWS and Google Literally. has something too, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, Google has some stuff. I mean, it's cloud based, but you can find a uh, cloud uh, security related certification in it. So you have AWS um, educate um, for students, especially if you uh still have that college ID and um, or email. And then you know, like you just said, Renee, uh, Google has something, it
0: has a free one too. Um... Eric, my sweater ain't ugly, only my hair. You can bring ugly <laughs> hair, too. <laughs> you can bring ugly hair,
1: He's too. got the cove fro hashtag. You know that's good. You know that's good. Oh, we should have had Eric on the show. Rick, come I on. want to see the fro. Or on, post a picture.
0: Everyone's laughing at that. <laughs> he laughing. USSF sounds like Independence Day, the movie. Eric has a good time on here. Um... Ooh, is this Shady Dave that said there are some cyber related jobs that should not have interns?
1: Yes, it's probably him because he's just suspicious of everyone. When he sees himself in the mirror, Dave goes, What are you doing here? <laughs> Who are you?
0: Shady Dave, come on a show if you want to. Um, somebody asked, What about Texas? You guys gotta do your own research. Um <laughs> that's <impressive. laughs> oh, dang.
3: Shut down.
0: You that's fantastic. Hashtag and go. I'm a transitioning service member and I'm seeking um, seeking internships, but I'm told that I should start at a job that's in networking or something similar at a lo- level that gets me familiar with IT in general. I'm hoping to be an ISSO or CISO, but I'm sure what steps I should take to get to that
1: goal. I reached out to John privately to kind of give him a private pep talk about this and get yeah. some background since, because okay. we just, I just, I don't know. Um, but um, transitioning service members, the easiest thing to do is look at the defense industrial complex, the DIC and start making friends at those big firms. And that's where you're going to get your internships. That's where they're going to hire you on. You'll still have an active clearance, which means they're looking for you. you'll make more money you'll still kind of be in the military but not really so it's a little bit easier from a transition from from all kinds of aspects to go down the defense industrial complex for a little while and then go the completely uh private citizen yeah, road. yeah.
0: people are looking for paid internships and eric we agree you know internships i i i don't know if this is still the case, but at one point there was um, a whole big blow up in regards to internships, in that they should be paid. That I guess I don't think free internships are a thing.
1: Pay your people,
0: pay, pay, pay. Um, okay, we already answered a June Anuj's question. We don't know what internships are in the Dallas Fort Worth area. We think, yeah. So I have a
4: story about that about terms of internship. So my my niece, uh, she graduated. She was in a university in Michigan at the time and she wanted an internship and you know my sister gave her great advice. She said, "Listen, go to look at small companies, right? Go to the job ads and see who's hiring for your particular role and contact them and say, "Listen, I know you're hiring this role, but until you find that full-time person, I can come in for, you know, an internship process and help you um, accomplish some of your goals. And, I mean, she did it a few times and it actually works. She got a, she got an industrial um engineering in- internship at the time. This was years ago. And, um, you know, it be, the whole point is people are asking about Dallas or this place or that place. Sometimes it's like, you kind of have to be a, a little bit creative and, and a little bit out of the box to create the scenario for yourself. And it could possibly work. Like I'm sure if, if you call one of the CISOs on, on this, um, in in this in this conference right now and on this on this podcast and they had a job opening but they it was hard to fill and you said listen wrote them a letter contacted them right as an example and said listen this is a skill i have this is the value i can bring i can do it for an internship and help you reach some of your goals i mean it might work it might not but at least you it's a different shot so i
0: like it yeah totally after completing my MBA, I started a cybersecurity master's, and all I learned was theory. I grew frustrated and stopped after three classes in the program, and I started earning my IT cybersecurity certifications because I wasn't learning anything practical which I could use.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> like beauty of our education system when people say, Look, Georgia Tech's got a program for 10 grand, and then you realize it's all just the theory of regulations.
0: <laughs> and then somebody, and, and I'm wondering if this is a shady days. So I definitely agree. That's a shame. It really is. Um, I think he asked this already. Okay, Tyrone yes. says, Can you speak on the value of teaching yourself via free online resources that are available via YouTube and how one might evaluate the content on YouTube so you focus on beneficial content?
2: I always wonder why people assume it's YouTube. Like, I just buy books. I learn from books best so I don't go straight to online resources. I mean cyber is great. caveat I am an instructor but like online resources are great but I think books are better. like you just buy a book. there are so many out there that are amazing and and just read through it. There's examples in there. sometimes they come with little labs, go through them like those are the kind of things that I learn best from, not just watching YouTube videos.
1: So there's a bunch of guys that do a bunch of cyber trainings. Right on YouTube, that you can go to if that's your thing. Because I, like Naomi, like to learn from books. Hence, there's books behind me everywhere. I have books everywhere. I am Mm -hmm. still a paper book guy. Right. Like, I still like to order my book on Amazon or, you know, something and wait for it to come in the mail. Like, I I don't do
2: the Kindle either. Yeah. Is is my book book. here yet?
1: Is my book here yet? Is my book here yet? i like it and i love the 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 smell of 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 (laughs) freshly cut wood that becomes my paper um there's something very uh evolutionary about that Mm -hmm. um but if you're if you're thing about learning through video which i know some people love to learn through video yeah youtube there's a bunch there's like jason dion there's a bunch of guys out there that do really cool stuff um you can look at views and reviews, look at comments. If they don't have any comments on their video, if they turn off their YouTube comments on their videos, ask yourself why. <laughs> um, but but you can always just look it up and 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 kind of see that. Um, you've mentioned a bunch of a bunch of free stuff from Cyber. There's the Khan Academy, K H A N. Um, they have a bunch of free stuff. So bunch of free stuff out there. Here's the one thing I will say though about teaching yourself. It's great when you nail the interview. When you come to the interview and say, I teach myself all these things, we're going to love you. Um, Rarely will it get you through the door, and that's just a sad reality.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So you can teach yourself all you want, but go get a security plus or get something that will get you through the door. So when you come into the interview, I know that your skills isn't just security plus. It's way beyond.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And um, I think
0: Nandy like um, has a point too, because you use Udemy and a bunch of other places. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I'm,
4: I'm, I'm, when it comes to online resources, I'm like a geek when it comes to that. So I'm going to, I, as much as the paperback, I have a paperback people here. I'm, I'm not a paperback person. I do have some because um, they get really heavy as you move and I like carrying, I don't have it around, but I like carrying, you know, thousands of books in my Kindle. So I'm a digital guy, <laughs> but in general, um, one of the greatest resources, I, I like Udemy a lot. But um, if you have a LinkedIn Premium account, I think it costs about five hundred a year. LinkedIn Learning is phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, you know, it, it it it's one of those added benefits of having a LinkedIn Premium account. But the classes from how to install Kali Linux so you can do some pen testing, from um, different security compliance classes. I mean, business class. It, it just goes. The it it the list is long. Because they're not, you're not paying per class. That just comes as an added benefit of having the um, LinkedIn premium account, and the the, the classes there is just awesome. And then from there, once you get really good classes, and you want to dive in deeper, you kind of start understanding the what type of content to search for on YouTube or what type of classes to buy on um, on Udemy, right? And and um, to the point earlier, right? I, I, if you look at my profile, I like certifications. Um, I, I think they're cool. Um, I know some people, I think uh, if you have a good mix of certifications and hands-on, it's great because, in my opinion, sometimes a certification helps you with the interview because you could talk through the, some you could talk like the terms, like people want to hear, okay, you know this term, and then the hands-on, that's a whole different story. I mean, and the CISOs could, could chime in on that.
0: Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. More stuff here. Um...
1: By the way, vendors also have, like, a bunch of free resources. Like, every vendor. Like, Attack IQ just launched their Academy, which is brilliant. It's got some great classes for absolutely free.
4: Attack
0: IQ. Uh, Lincoln said uh, when Terrence was on, for some of the institutions on edX, the micro-masters program allows you to gain credit toward a graduate program. courses are very hands-on and requires dedication at least 12 to 14 hours a week. So, edX is one we definitely have to look at. Um mm-hmm. People are talking about your your ugly shawl that is not that ugly. <laughs> our access the ugly shawl. I'll
4: let my wife know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Charles is laughing at lizards on treadmills. That One and a half
1: million dollars of our <laughs> hard-earned taxpayer money <laughs> goes to study lizards on treadmills. They're probably some really diesel lizards.
0: <laughs> Sands in the UK is seven thousand pounds.
1: That's the equivalent of like $10,000. well,
4: maybe even more. Wait, do you guys think, let me ask you a question. Does anyone think that's kind of, when he's talking about 6000 7000 for Circe, is anyone but me thinking that's way too expensive? I mean, this is pounds too, so am, am it's I like,
1: taking crazy like, it's, it's It's about cost of living, right? In the UK, they, they that's kind of the going range, right? I mean... Western Governors, I think someone said earlier in in the show that it's like five grand to get your degree from Western Governor University. Well, they do. The way
0: that the way Western Governors works is that you, and I, and I believe it's still five grand, approximately five grand, but you have it's a um, it's almost like a a block of time. So you have five thousand dollars per six months, and you can take as many classes as you want in that six months. So if you have nothing else to do, you could technically complete. In six months and only pay that five. But I believe you can, you know, most people, I think, do it within two, like one
1: year. So, so it's then- like a golden corral kind of thing. If you show up really hungry, you can eat pretty much everything there. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> if you had something to eat beforehand, you're probably not really going to eat everything.
0: <laughs> Some people have accomplished it in that period of time, and most people do it in like a year to a year and a
4: half. So. I, I think, Naomi, I think I saw a post from you about SANS, and you recommended it to someone, and then when it they w- when they went to go back, it was like the price like quadrupled or something yeah. like that during that pandemic?
2: Not quadrupled, no. I was, okay. I, I was wrong about that. Like I, The last time I checked was a year ago, so before they raised their prices in October of 2019... So the SANS person corrected, they're like, we did not raise during the pandemic, even though like all the evidence I had was like, well, the last time I checked, it was like six something or five something like it was ridiculous. And I remember taking them back in like 2008, 2009. I'm like, there's no way my company would have paid seven grand, six grand for me to go to take these courses. There's no way.
0: It was five grand back in like when I took, I took two, one or two SANS courses in like twenty. Twelve or thirteen, and I feel like it was about it was like fifty five hundred ish, something like that. I think they I think what sans does, which probably makes sense, is they probably align it to the tuition reimbursement amount that qualifies for the companies because they know it's mm-hmm. a company based thing. They're probably like, okay, you know, align it that way. I don't mean I don't know what their
2: structure is, but
0: it's' yeah, definitely- but
1: you're, you're you're absolutely right, Renee. That's exactly how they work. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, where did they come with that number? Like, my company doesn't give out that much money. It's not even close.
1: So, well, the, um, so the so the government they, said I'm um, sorry. Go ahead.
0: So there's a there's a, an amount that can be you can use for education. It's tax deductible. And it typically, I think right now it's what is it, six thousand or sixty two hundred, something like that. It used to be fifty two fifty for years. Um, because it's a quote, especially as a recruiter, we would have to know, like, okay, you get fifty-two fifty per, you know, year for tuition reimbursement, that kind of thing. So they probably align their prices to that. Mm. But James knows it better. To so the tax code. Okay. Right. Okay.
2: James, did you want to chime in?
1: No, you're 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 spot on. You 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 just answered what I was gonna say.
2: But that doesn't that only work if you make under a certain amount for income anyway. Like you can't take that deduction unless you make so much. No, it's company. So the the company. Oh. So if I'm working at a company
0: and the company, you know, and I want to spend five thousand dollars up to, I think the number now is six thousand or sixty two hundred something like that. I want to spend that amount of money. Then the company can reimburse me that amount of money, and they get Mm -hmm. the tax credit. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay.
0: So, it's
2: it's. Mm -hmm. It's based on that. So they probably align their pricing based on that. I just figured it's because the government doesn't care. And so most of their market now is just federal sales. And all the people who work for the, like the DOD and CISA, they take all these classes, like driving up the rates for everyone else. Yeah. yeah, That's also
1: true. Remember one and a half million dollars on walking lizards. Walking on What?
2: Lizard. <laughs> Just the picture is hilarious in my my mind. What is the reason for that? I want to be the guy, I
1: want to be the researcher with the clipboard going, The lizard is walking at a rate of three.
0: As I I, walk and they walk together,
1: I wonder if like we're weaponizing lizards and we don't even know it yet. Like, lizards are gonna have like little like lasers on their backs and just you know. Next, next airborne unit's gonna be a bunch of lizards running into like Afghan, like like holes like and Jurassic just Park up
2: world something. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> if I ever get a pet lizard, one of the requirements
4: would be: Did he ever run, work out Did in a treadmill? On, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. treadmill? Not.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't
4: <laughs> hey, that just raised the bar on on pet lizards. Like, are no, they wearing just,
2: little leashes? Like, I need to know this. <laughs>
1: Listen, I was looking at the uh, at all of the spending that our government loaded into this 5,600-page bill. That's just one thing. I can give you probably 10 more that are just as outrageous.
2: And then our Congress people had 24 hours to read it, right? And then, oh, and by the way,
1: they all gave themselves raises this year. Oh,
2: of course oh, they I did. Saw that. Yeah. yeah. Of they, need, they need money.
0: <laughs> okay, so Gary says, should definitely share this with VetSec. A lot of veterans on there looking for information and insider tips. Myself, I would try to keep tuned in as much as I can, but I'm deep in the books at the moment. <laughs> He's in Sands as well. sands. Yeah. Um, okay, so Eric also says, you can take your own in- internship via participation in an Internet Engineering Task Force. So IETF.org, mm-hmm. I'm going to jot that one down too. It's what I did to a large extent in the early days, 80s, 90s, as a result of that participation. Um, of that participation in innovation of internet technology. I built up experience with protocols and right. tech that was at the cutting edge, not to mention name recognition mm-hmm. even job offers. Wow, that's hey, pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm to write yeah. that
4: down also. i you have one your
0: one own internship. I like that. Alvin wants to know some of the books that you all read. You should start a book thing. I think we should start that with Hacker Valley because they are like the book kings. Those guys are... Every time they have like a stack of books, they'll be like, oh, and I'm reading this. And I'm, I'm like, how are you? <laughs> like, I just read I this. I
4: literally <laughs> just bought this guy's Kindle book, um, an application security book. Someone, I, I think, um, I saw AJ commented on it, and then I looked into the guy's book, and I bought it. Let me let me give a shout out to him AJ real Yon. quick. I mean, yeah, let me find out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: AJ Yon is a friend to, I think, all of our shows. <laughs> I'm reading an AppSec book too. It's um, Bob and Alice Learn Application Security by Tanya Jenka. It's really well written and anyone entry level could just pick it up and read it through. It's a really good resource to have just like a pocket, but it's not too long. It's probably a couple hundred pages. Hits on all the AppSec topics, gives examples, explains it really well
4: i i did it i didn't crack the book open yet like on my digital side but i bought it like a couple of days ago it's called hackable how do how to do application security right ted harrington literally just uh got that a couple of days ago awesome
0: awesome try hack me steve says try hack me and hack the box are awesome online training sites Uh Uh, John says, Thank you for taking time out of your day to share your insight and tips. And to those that had an opportunity to provide their knowledge, thanks again and great interaction. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, John. Merry um, Christmas. We're almost at the end. Hack the site and over the wire. Sharesh says that. Eric Williams is saying, Merry Christmas. Uh, it has been the business model of certifications from the very beginning. The prices increase from the beginning every single year. It's
1: called capitalism.
0: Yep. UK degrees cost up to 9,000 pounds per year. I think it's less than U.S. that's
4: um, not bad a degree.
0: Okay, we're uh, almost at the end because it is going, gosh, an hour and a half. Um, hello, everyone. Oh, it's the same question over and over. Again. <laughs> I remember talking with Alan Pauler back in the day, early '90s, right after Stands was started, when he was looking for people to give those first certs to. I pushed back on the business model. Probably not a good decision, looking back. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Eric, you're like the guy that when uh, Bezos was walking around asking for, for 50, money, fifty thousand.
4: You didn't give the fifty thousand. Uh,
0: I don't think this thing is gonna work. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, books online? Uh, I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble. <laughs>
1: I wonder if he did like the early Shark Tank thing, like, you know, I'm out.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Hackable. Okay, cool. So folks, this has been so, so much fun. Thank you all. Friends, family. I feel like you're all family at this point. Oh. And, yep, that's correct too. Um you all don't know, but NMD and I, we've been friends for forever and ever and ever. And James and Naomi, I feel like you guys, I, I can reach out and just like do one of these <laughs> This, this whole Thursdays thing just happened on OM. Although I was secretly trying to get Naomi. Like I secretly, I look for people. I'm like, I want to get that person on the show. And then I kept poking her and she was like, okay, I'll join. And then she got, and, then she, <laughs> and now she's here every week. which is awesome and then she's like go he's awesome and then we started doing this and i this is like literally my favorite favorite day of the week doing this so thank you so so much for doing this merry christmas everybody anybody else before we
1: sign off before we sign off i gotta ask three of you a question what's your favorite christmas tradition
0: well, usually my mom is here, so <laughs> we miss her. We'll have to zoom her in this year, but that's the favorite tradition. And the kids, they get to cook with Nana, and she. So they're like, "Where's Nana? We usually make this and that, and all this stuff." So you know, mom's doing that. <laughs> mom, mom, mom's ordering food. It won't be the same. We're, we'll do cookies. That's it. What about you guys?
4: What name?
2: Oh, I'm definitely food-based. Like, give me any kind of junk food, and it doesn't count when it's a holiday and you're eating a treat. Like, those calories don't count. I think, James, you mentioned that. So, yeah, I like just food, all the food.
4: Funny. Yeah, it's uh, usually Mm -hmm. a a food situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, still, I mean, she's she's cooking, even though it's uh, two of us, she's cooking for, like, a whole tribe. But um, I'm going to work out.
0: <laughs> yeah, this guy's that a workout is, fanatic. That's
4: what I'm gonna do. That, 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 <laughs> is, that is a good thing to do. It's pandemic, it's a whole, it's a whole different vibe now. It's
0: a whole <laughs> vibe, it's a whole yeah. different vibe. Um, Eric says, "Merry Christmas and all of the New Years." Yes, stay safe, and if you have drink, one for me too. Oh, we will be drinking, and sir, my eggnog will be spiked.
1: I will say this though: yes, I have a survey right now that's really important for me to get as many people on it as possible. It's on my podcast page on LinkedIn, and the question is very simple. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie, yes or no?
2: Yes, it
0: is. What? Of oh, course oh, it oh, is. Even my
1: kids. I mean, it's, it's, it's really important. I, I was in a debate yesterday, and someone said Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, and I was all like, dude, no. you are wrong. <laughs> He's wrong.
3: What
4: I have a tradition... Movie?
1: I have a tradition. It's Home Alone one, Home Alone two, Die Hard. <laughs> hard That's okay. how you do your Christmas oh, Eve.
4: Wait, every every year,
1: every I've been doing it since my daughter was born.
4: That's so cool.
1: So we do Home Alone one, Home Alone two, Die Hard. When she was younger, we used to add Polar Express somewhere in there. Oh, right, because you can't do Christmas without Tom Hanks. Like you've got to have Tom Hanks some part of some tradition.
2: That movie's so creepy. No, what half. Polar Express? Yeah, it's got that uncanny valley thing going. Like, it's just creepy. Those characters look weird. I really like that one. Yeah. I, I don't,
1: the, my favorite part of that is all the moose on the train tracks, and he's trying to clear them out. I was like, I would have brought out my hunting gun. I'm like, I got meat for 10 years, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, guys, let's wrap. <laughs> Enjoy your Christmas. Don't drink too much. And we are back next week. We're doing New Year's
2: Eve here. New Year's Eve, 2020, get
0: out. Yeah,
1: New Year's Eve. Go out, party, invite (laughs) people over. Don't snitch on your
2: neighbors.
0: (laughs) I don't know if we're going to do it at 11. Should we do it a little later so we can have our drinks? So we can drink champagne and and get everybody. Yeah, and if you're
1: you're alone tomorrow, by the way, selfless promoting here, but Charity and myself are going to do a live stream tomorrow at 1 p.m. on LinkedIn.
3: Ooh. So if you're
1: alone on Christmas Day and you're not doing anything, you can join us for our live stream at 1 p.m. tomorrow.
4: Andy's doing one uh, too, right? Uh, yeah, like the 12 o'clock every single Friday. It's called the Tech Behind Fintech, where we discuss the technology behind the financial industry. Obviously, we include cybersecurity and a whole bunch of other things. Um, every Friday at 12 p.m., you can um, hashtag the Tech Behind Fintech or look at my profile to um, look at past videos. And Renee was a guest a few weeks ago and hopefully she'll be um, returning and And we could discuss more
0: things. They were chiming in, we had had fun on Nandy's thing.
4: OZ comes in a lot too, so so definitely um, the tech behind FinTech on LinkedIn and YouTube.
1: And hashtag, put out our hashtag again, so people know, Infosec Hires, January 1st. We're
0: starting January 1st, we're gonna hash it out, we'll put it up again next week. Um, I'm looking for it in all. I already
1: added it to my profile on LinkedIn.
0: So we are going to make that happen. I'm going to put it up before we end. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I just might as well just write it again.
2: Hashtag InfoSec
1: hires.
2: That's a great idea, James. I
0: love it. Let us get
1: ten people hired in the month of January. It's
0: awesome. InfoSec hires we're doing this this is this is one of my favorite things to do so excited about this thanks to james for recommending see you all merry christmas everybody and
1: merry christmas
0: thanks. All right, bye, Thank you. bye.